Today I was joined by Nicole Anderson, who is the Regional Program Manager of Central Virginia with the Department of Veterans Services. She manages the Virginia Values Veterans, or V3, program and supports over 250 V3 certified employers. So Nicole and I go a ways back from my previous employers, but um, first I wanted to see if you could tell me a little bit more about what you do at the Department of Veterans Services. Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. So I work with the Virginia Values Veterans V3 program and specifically with the employers in central Virginia and out of state. And what we do as a program is provide training to employers on the national best practices in the recruitment, hiring, and retention of veterans, and then kind of support them one-on-one in getting access to pockets of veteran hiring sources, giving them the opportunity for veterans to see their opportunities. We aren't a sourcing firm by any means, but we look to place them into areas where they're more likely to encounter veteran applicants and also train them how to recruit them and retain them. I have partners throughout the state that also do similar work in Nova, Hampton Roads, and Southwestern Virginia. We're just a small team, but we work with a very large group of employers. Sure. So, I I mean, naturally, one of the biggest reasons why businesses should look to become V3 certified is obviously getting more veterans employment. Are there other reasons on, you know, maybe why our listeners who aren't V3 certified, why they should become V3 certified? Absolutely. So for small and medium-sized employers, we do have an employment grant available for every veteran hired and retained for one year full-time. Within five years of coming off of active duty, they're eligible to receive a $1,000 grant capped at $10,000 annually. So we're really looking to stimulate the economy and reward those small and medium-sized employers for recruiting veteran populations, as well as we have specific events that are only available to V3 employers, such as we partner with the Virginia Chamber of Commerce, and they host some events called Hire Vets Now. These are networking events that are being held on military installations around the state of Virginia. And what's really neat about these events is we're taking the monetary aspect out. So these events are free for our certified employers and the transitioning service members are being brought over directly from their transition courses that they're required to participate in and bringing the two together. They're not necessarily required to have a resume to attend. If the weather goes wrong, we don't see poor attendance like you would at a job fair because you already know that they still have to show up to work that day and really just allowing some organic conversations to blossom out of those environments. We're having some excellent success out of these events. We have a great calendar lineup for 2020 on Fort Belvoir, Norfolk, Fort Lee, Fort Eustis Langley, several of the military installations throughout the state of Virginia. Sure. I mean, this program it is so great and it's just a win-win for every party involved, right? I mean, veterans are getting jobs. The economy is stimulated. Businesses are able to fill those positions with qualified veterans. So if you could go over what some of the steps are for any size business to become V3 certified. Absolutely. So for our program, we are completely free and voluntary. And there are three simple steps to become a certified employer. And that's to enroll on our website, 
and that identifies who you want the point of contact for the program to be, as well as puts you into our client relationship management software. The second step is to participate in one of our free training events, and those are eligible for HRCI SHRM recertification credits. We offer those trainings in person or via webinar, and one event is held per month. Final step is actually the certification letter, executive cover letter, which goes up to the governor, and that's requesting entry into the program. And once that is sent up, the governor signs each company's certification, and that certifies an employer for five years. And at that point, we publish every certified employer on our certified webpage, along with a link to their careers website. And at that point, we continue to work with them one-on-one -on -one and reach out to them on a regular basis to sure that they have access to our resources and all their questions are answered. So when you're going through, that's kind of a good segue to my next question. When you're going through training employers and developing that one-on-one -on -one relationship and sort of taking them through the process or steps on how to be veteran friendly in their recruiting practices. Have you seen any sort of big no-nos that you've come across that companies are doing before they get V3 certified or any sort of recommendations there? So a few employers have expressed um, an interest in some of the content in the training. For example, in the training, we go over top 10 things that veterans wish people knew that not to be asked. They don't want to be asked these things. And when we went over that content, it really resonated with one employer who recalled that being asked to one of her veteran employees. And it was really helpful for her to see that from an HR aspect. It wasn't something she was ever aware of prior to receiving that training. But typically, we don't really see anything outstanding or, or extremely significant with our employers. There's just an honest interest in increasing their veteran recruitment. Usually, they already have some segue into the veteran recruiting space, and then they're just picking up some extra tips and information by participating in our program and our training. At times, they're even sharing additional information with us. That's great. I guess in the companies that you've been working with that go through the V3 certification process and further develop their recruitment strategy when it comes to veterans, what sort of benefits can you think of that you've seen once they do become V3 certified, they sort of learn and what kind of benefits have they offered specifically for veterans that they're trying to recruit? One of the benefits certainly of joining the program is I like to meet with each of my employers and go over our veteran Virginia Veteran Resource Guide booklet, which goes over all the programs that we offer through our agency, which there is an abundance of programs and resources available to veterans that a lot of times they aren't aware of. These are state-level benefits, not necessarily federal benefits. From there, We've seen employers do veteran appreciation days or luncheons. We've seen a signing of veteran mentors when they receive a new employee. And we're even starting to see more and more interest in military spouse recruitment or employee resource groups segueing around military communities, not just around veterans, but around individuals who want to connect with their veteran employees and get on the same page and be supportive of those individuals that are working at their organization. Cool. I think I remember you have 
uh, a little over 200 employers that you're working with directly who are V3 certified. Is that right? Yes. And about the same number for in, enrolled in my area. And we actually, as a team, just recently hit over a thousand certified employers. So for myself and my teammates, we work with over a thousand certified employers throughout the state. That's a hefty amount. Um, so what kind of businesses do you guys have out of those a thousand? What industries, what size, if you could go over that? Absolutely. So we have from every size organization that you can think of, we have Wells Fargo was one of my newest additions, as well as Easy Freelance uh, was another one that comes to mind. I have organizations that are one or two employees strong and hoping to grow that are really just looking to become part of the program because they had a slow business cycle and they thought they could fit in these easy steps. And then when they're ready to grow, they can utilize our resources. And then we have global organizations, certainly. Allianz is a travel insurance company that's part of the program. We have so many government contracting agencies, defense organizations, certainly construction. Really, the breadth of who is a part of our program is endless and what a veteran can potentially do with their next career with these employers is also really really inspiring with the employers that have chosen to partner with us so you're a u.s army veteran yourself is that right Yes, ma'am. Thank you for your service. I would love to hear when it comes to, you know, either veterans or maybe even folks that you guys are working with that are currently transitioning out of the service. I'm not sure if that's a service that you offer, but what are some things that maybe you pull from your transition for the veterans that you work with? Certainly anyone that is currently in transition, we try to provide whatever guidance that is where they're currently on their path, if that makes sense. Certainly we could provide a wealth of information for them, but that may not necessarily be the direction they're going. So I think the first step is to really listen for the direction that they're trying to go and what resources they've used. We're really fortunate in the V3 program to have a sister program, the Virginia Transition Assistance Program. And there are three individuals that team staff that program out in the field and then two at our headquarters, their program manager and their program analyst. And what they do is they go and work one-on-one -on -one with those transitioning service members on the military installations. They're actually holding office hours. They're providing classes supplementary to what the transition managers on those installations are providing. And they're helping out with those Hire Vets Now networking events. And what they're able to really do is they're able to really relate personally, as we all are, to these transitioning service members and what they're experiencing and provide them some perspective that they may not have considered yet, or just really dig in and find out what is your driving factor when you're looking for your next career? Are you looking for location? Are you looking for uh, skill sets? They're just able to drill down and have a deeper level conversation very quickly and build that trust and relationship so much faster. Along with that program, there's also our MAC program, our Military Medics and Corpsmen program. I don't know if I ever shared this one with you before, Katie. They're actually working with the medical individuals in service 
typically when they separate from service, they do not have any civilian licensure. So when they come on board through that program, their team is able to interpret from their DD-214 what they've done in service and what they're qualified to do. And they actually have eight partner or hospital systems right now that they can send these veterans to work for without having to obtain the civilian licensure as long as certain requirements are met certain time requirements. So they've gotten that program through the Virginia state legislation to allow those veterans to go straight back to work and, you know, really give them a set of hope because they thought they were going to have to head straight back to school when they separated from service, whereas now they're going back to their career while being encouraged to also go back to school to obtain that certification. You know, when veterans, military personnel are transitioning, it seems that from the, you know, folks that I've spoken with or counseled, there are just all of these obstacles and all of these humps. So if that takes care of, you know, the time that the licensure might take, that's great. I, I love, I absolutely love that. Absolutely. It most certainly does. They're definitely encouraged to still pursue their civilian licensure because they wouldn't be able to move up in a position or move to another organization without obtaining it. But at least while they're learning how to do their ABCs in medical all over again, they're able to practice it and earn the salary compensatory to those skills while they're going through that process. What other sort of tips or advice could you give to our um, our listeners or our partners who maybe aren't V3 certified yet? Anything else that you can think of? Absolutely. The biggest thing I would say is definitely look into becoming V3 certified. It is such an excellent program. There is so little effort that it takes to become a part of our program. We are looking to really engage you and support you through the process and give you all of the tools to be successful. For everyone else that's listening, I would just strongly recommend looking into the resources that the state of Virginia has for you. We have so many great resources. Our Virginia War Memorial is going to be doing a dedication day and grand reopening. They're doing a Tuskegee Airmen panel and discussion. The VMESDIP program, the Virginia Military Survivor and Dependent Education Program. So recently legislation changed where before 90 to 100 percent combat disabled veterans, their spouse and their children were eligible to receive eight semesters of tuition at a public university free in the state of Virginia. And the legislation just changed that requirement to where now it is 90 to 100 percent disabled veterans through the VA are eligible to receive that as long as they meet the residency requirements of the state. So that's a huge benefit through the state. We have Virginia Care Centers. There are two currently with two opening in 2022. Sitter and Barfoot here in Richmond and the Virginia Veteran Care Center out in Roanoke. These are long-term care facilities just for veterans. They're filled with history. They're filled with sarcasm. Chasm. There's just so much within these halls and so much to give to these halls and, and to participate in. We have our Virginia Veteran and Family Support. They provide resources. They provide retreats. They have an April 3rd Mission and Healthy Relationship a workshop being provided, and that's for couples, especially those that have had long time periods separated and are looking to rebuild. I could go on and on and on, but we, we do also have our Virginia Women Veteran Week that's going to be coming up uh, March 15th through the 21st that's going to have so many activities. Please check out the website at DVS 
www.virginia.gov to take a look at those activities. And then in Richmond in June, we'll also be having Virginia Women Veterans Summit 2020 Empowered uh, on June 17th and 18th. And if you're able to come and participate, as long as you're part of the veteran community, it's such a wonderful event. Sure. It sounds, uh, you have a busy schedule ahead. And I think that's just a good reminder for our listeners who are veterans and, you know, just seek out the resources, rely on your connections. And really, when you develop those meaningful connections, it just opens the door to so many other resources. And the state sounds like offers a ton. And so, um, you know, veterans should really take advantage of those. Absolutely, Katie. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I really appreciate you joining me, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.